Hey, and welcome to Just Calvin. Uh, on this episode, I will be going over the usual Green Party candidates as well as a few um, financial uh, things, as well as uh, I'll go stick away into MFD or otherwise known as modern monetary theory, in my opinion, based on not well, is is my my financial opinion is based on what I've learned so far from modern monetary theory and. Why I see the government spending and what is not spending, you know, stuff of that nature. Anyway, so here is one of the um, uh, websites that are one of the organizations that are that is uh, that I'm supporting uh, by advertising and who are supporting me by putting some of my content on their website. Uh, for we are for we are many, I guess we are many just now, but uh, we are many dot uh, org. Uh, they usually have a um, they had a uh, Facebook podcast last night. They, I think they'll have one tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, but they discuss everything from Marxism to socialism to uh, to current events, stuff like that. So uh, Rob Quarter is the host of the show, and I'm hoping to get him back on the show, or at least on the show for the first time. The first time I tried to get him on, um, I had a huge headache. From, I think probably still a bit too much, but anyway, um, or still a bit too long, I should say. But anyway, I'm hoping to get him back on so I can kind of reconcile that with him i suppose anyway but this is one of the websites i uh i am helping to support and are who are helping to support me as far as the, as far as this incarnation of my channel let's see anyway and uh, let's see another another piece here uh and the two-party system.org uh they are an organization that uh that is trying to get um uh, range choice voting implemented, uh, open presidential debates going, campaign financial reform done, stuff like that. Um, I thought they had a podcast, but uh, the person who's in charge of this whole thing uh, said that I don't think I, I said, I think he said they didn't, but they support podcasts. Anyway, uh, let's see. They have merchandise, unlike the last place. I've been trying to figure out how the last place, uh, the four we are many, uh, can have merch as well, but this does have merch, as you can see right here. And let's see, the holiday season's coming up, I guess, and you get one of their holiday uh, merchandise here for six nine ninety nine, uh, or a beach towel for twenty four ninety nine, uh, a con face uh, mask for twelve ninety nine, and so on and so forth. Um, I'm hoping to be able to get this and uh, Green Party uh, Ohio um, shirt here pretty soon, but in the meantime, visit this website this and the other one will also be in the description below so check them out and speaking of ranked choice voting this is i've been trying to find out or trying to find the main uh website for it and this happened and just looks like it's the main website for for ranked choice voting so what you want to do is first of all sign up for it so put yeah, let me get uh, let's see, I go apparently I've gone by many. There we go. And let's see if that works. Let's find out. <laughs> okay, so apparently I'm in as far as that one goes. Okay, right. Uh let's see. Now let's see, uh they highlight the the current voting system. They uh see where I believe you can take action up here 
involved, find your state, uh, their strategy about, uh, about them, uh, their team, their playbook, why everyone enjoys voting, stuff of that nature. Anyway, so yeah, you can check them out. And if you're in Ohio and you're watching or listening, since I do have, um, oops, I think I fucked up on that one. <laughs> okay, there we go. And there we go. Okay, anyway, so let me get back to what I was doing here. And what's this over here? There we go. Okay, so let's see. Second of all, uh, uh, this is some of my stuff here. So hopefully you can hear this because apparently uh, the YouTube uh, stuff I showed a, a couple days ago did not work out very well. That's why I showed you the actual websites and all that stuff. Anyway, so this is a little bit of what you'll get if you go on to anchor.fm slash just Calvin. Basically, it's the same thing as you would see here. So it's the audio version of this. But let's see, this has a commercial first and that because I know it's what it does. Yep. Yeah, let me know if I'm right about that or if I'm wrong about that. Just let me know either way in the comment section below. Anyway, so let's see. Now, this is the Green Party candidates, as you can see. Uh, the first one, this was uh, put up May of uh, this year, so a couple months ago. Uh, so Joshua Bradley running for, uh, uh, for City Council of Bradley, North Carolina. I believe it is. Samuel Ross for Schenectady School Board. I believe it's, I want to say New York. Uh, she, I, I always have problems with this one, but is uh, I guess you just go to Marlena, uh, Marlena for senate.com. And I mean, just uh, Matt Hoffman is someone we I will be interviewing on the 12th, I believe it's at one o'clock. Um, and yeah, she's running for uh, for governor of uh, of New York. She has a cohort if that it is in there uh, right now. I'm not I'm not really seeing that, but she's uh, running for governor in uh, New Jersey. I'm hoping I didn't say New York there. I probably did. My bad. So New Jersey, um, CMPA uh, is having. I believe there's at least one or let's see. Oh, I want to say Tanya Olson. Uh, last I checked, is running for governor of PA. And there's a couple that are running for, uh, I think, city council and uh, like member at large. I'm not sure about the last one, but I, I want to see those are the, the three candidates in P and the PA. Let's see. Edwin De Jesus is right. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, for city council, uh, running Green Party for New York City in District 22. We have, yeah, one, one of the uh, people that I was referring to, uh, uh, Connor McVolney, Mulvaney, excuse me, uh, Pittsburgh City Council. Let's see. I'll go back to the page one, to the page one, to page one. Let's see. Uh, Cam Newton is, uh, Cam Gordon, Jim, not Cam Newton, but Cam Gordon is running again in, uh, I believe it's Minnesota, uh, Council Representative. 
I just named that uh, Jesus. Uh, this one is, um, let's see. Uh, the website is uh, barteverson.com. I believe he's running in, um, where is he running in? I believe he's running in uh, Connecticut or somewhere of that, of that, of that kind. Uh, let me just kind of go right here and find out. Louisiana, excuse me, Louisiana. Uh, he's running in Louisiana. So check him out. Uh, see, uh, where is that at? Where is that at? Yeah, no. Uh, I tried to uh, play a video uh, a couple days ago, or yes, no, a couple days ago, and it didn't, it didn't come out very well. So I'm not gonna. Uh, that was down below on his page was the video I did play uh, that day. But anyway, check him out either way. Again, uh, that is, I believe it's um, barteverson.com. We also have uh, Claretta4Lansing.org. She is running for office in, uh, in Lansing, Michigan. And let's see, Kay Hurd will be on the show on the 18th at 5 p.m. Let's see, uh, we also have a, a SCIU uh, Healthcare endorses uh, endorses a Kearney, uh, is a Kearney, uh, Kearney uh, William, uh, sorry, uh, Kearney William, uh, Warren, excuse me, for Chester City Council. Uh, where's that at? Um, Chester City Council, uh, PA, apparently. So we also have, where is that? Uh, JT Walker. Uh, wait a minute. No, okay, no, I'm sorry. He's he's volunteering for uh, Connor Mulvaney's uh, campaign. Okay. Let's see. Warren, uh, WarrenForchester.com. You can go there. Anyway, let's see. <clears throat> Just a little bit as far as Green Parties go and a little bit of Green Party news, if I could find it now. No, not that one. This is from D.C. Uh, this is some of the, some of the stuff's going on. Um, oh wait, that's uh that's way past time. There we go. Did not check out the date on that, unfortunately. Oh well, let's see. So this this one is from August twentieth. So yeah, the Green Party does a lot of times does not update their websites. Um, a lot of times I'll just do it like on Twitter, but sometimes they they'll do it both Twitter as well as on the websites. But in this case, they haven't. Uh, see, but apparently uh, there's a program in my former uh, city of Seattle uh, called the House Our Neighbors. Let's see what else? Uh, or uh, Han Han for short. Han for short is a coalition of advocates who are committed to ending the homelessness crisis in Seattle. The Green Party of Seattle is opposed to the sweeps of homeless encampments, which is practiced uh, practice that Charter Amendment 29 would allow to continue. Green support for the Han opposition statement focused on that point. Charter Amendment 29, as proposed by Compassion Seattle, a group of concerned business owners, commercial property investors, and individuals, contains language around support for address behavioral health issues and building new long, sorry, new low-cost housing as if this is the primary cause of homelessness but their solutions do not reflect a true depth of understanding about the problem. Green Party of Seattle uh, rejects City of Seattle Charter Amendment 29 on the grounds that it does not sufficiently address root causes of homelessness. We agree that behavioral health services that address mental hygiene and addiction should be available to all, but this does not put, put people indoors or give them a safe place to sleep at night. 
they recognize that concerned business owners, property investors, and individuals who fund the Compassion Seattle Charter Amendment Initiate Initiative are important economic stakeholders in Seattle, and we emphasize with their distress over encampments of homeless folks that take up residence in commercial areas. Obviously, it does not look pretty to a tourist, and this, uh, this is bad for their cash flow. However, this does not motivate uh, compassion. And you can read the rest of this on green, greenpartywashington.org. Let's see. This is uh, uh, California Greens. And see, apparently, I, I was trying to look to see if they have any um, elections coming up or people running for elections. I believe I sent them an email. I don't, I, they haven't, uh, they haven't come back to me. Of course, it's only been a few minutes. So there you go. Anyway, so let's see the press releases. Okay, so let's see, it's December 8th, so almost a month ago, so no. No. Anyway, uh, so I was, I was trying to, this is kind of where I get into the financial things. I was trying to figure out uh, uh, when uh, the when tax, uh, when the, the tax uh, loopholes started. Because if you look at the amount the tax loopholes were over the last 40 years, uh, you'll be getting close to what the supposed national debt is. Um, add that to the wars that were spent, the money that was spent on wars, the money not spent on uh, public health, on uh, that includes mental health, but including uh uh, including um, updates in uh, Social Security, like people like myself, who were forced to go from a semi-progressive leftist sort of uh, state like Washington and go to a what is really a red state in Ohio. Uh, we will currently reside in, in, uh, in Columbus, which is a Democratic state or a Democratic uh, uh, city. Um, in the capital of the, of the whole damn thing. I literally live on the corner between Republicans and Democrats. So I am literally what you would call a moderate or uh, on the fence sort of, uh, sort of placement. Anyway, I was trying to figure that out because uh, I saw a, and I keep, I keep bringing this up, I saw a, um, an article in Newsweek that stated that corporate debt was up $10 trillion. Then I went to try to find out if I can bring it up now. Let me see. Uh, this, this might be it. Let me see. And let me see when now, again, this, this, I'm not sure if I was able to pull up yesterday, the day before, but um, no, I don't think I was able to do this yesterday. Uh, anyway. So this is, I'm not really sure where the politics lean with uh, Peter G. Peterson's foundation, but it doesn't really matter at this point. Um, I guess as of July 14th of this year, the Federal Reserve has a portfolio uh, totaling of $8.3 trillion in assets, an increase of about $3.6 trillion since March 18th of last year. Long-term treasury notes and bonds, excluding inflation index uh, uh, securities, 
comprise nearly two-thirds of the expansion with holdings of those types of securities doubling from 2.2 trillion uh, on March 18th last year to 4.5 trillion on July 14th of 2021. Now, let's see. And by comparison, the Federal Reserve only increased its holdings of treasury notes and bonds by 116 billion or roughly 25% between December 5th of 2007 and June, and June 24th of 09, a period known as the Great Recession. Over the same over the same period, the Federal Reserve expanded its total portfolio from 920 billion in December of 2007 to 2.1 trillion in, in June of 2009, a total increase of 1.2 trillion. Basically, what this means, as far as I can see, is every uh, every year uh, in 2008, 2009, they increase their uh, their their corporate debt holdings. From what I can see. Now, let me see if I can find what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Was there? What is that? Okay, well, I'm not able to find it on here, but I mean, at least that was from this year, but still. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can find where the hell I was talking about. Okay, so let's see. Now, this is one of the things I wanted to get into. Let me see. Tax loopholes and mainly benefit the rich. Uh, this is from 2012, but it, but it remains the same in regards to benefits. Let's see. Capital gains tax rate. Uh, the current, uh, at that time, current uh, 15% capital gains tax rate for most investors and 0% rate for lower income taxpayers are part of the much uh, ballyhooed uh, George W. Bush uh, era tax cuts. The idea behind the lower capital gains tax is that it encourages investments, which helps create new companies that hire more people. Now, if you look up Bill Gates and you look up the, the businesses that in renewable energy and other things like that, he solely, oh, no, no, he solely, I'm sorry, he and like, I want to say 12 other billionaires and millionaires, well, mostly billionaires, uh, got together and they formed about 50, I want to say about, about 50 companies. Now, it was supposed to go to, you know, like maybe loans to smaller businesses and all that stuff, or maybe to people who want to open up businesses. But they opened up uh, 50, uh, 50 businesses and under, under the same type of tax law. And as far as I know about their, their I'm not sure if they're doing all that much uh, in regards to hiring other stuff like that. I'm not, I haven't looked that much into it, but my point being is at least um, that many people, that many of the billionaires are getting together and, and taking advantage of that. Anyway, this tax loophole is estimated by the Joint Committee on Taxation to cost U.S. Treasury nearly $457 billion between 2011 and 2015. That means that money is going out. It's an expenditure. It's not, it's not going in. It's going out. So that adds to the national debt. And it's a huge reason why the wealthy, such as financier, uh, financier uh, Warren Buffett, are able to pay substantially lower uh, overall tax rates. Buff uh, Buffett's uh, oft-repeated confession that his tax rate is lower than his secretary sparked the latest political debate on the fairness, fairness, fairness of tax of low tax rate. Now, 
again, this is obviously before the Trump tax law went to effect, well, before he was in office. So it kind of got worse as far as, you know, uh, taxes and all that stuff for middle-class America, as far as I could see. But whatever. Anyway, so let's see. But what about the wonderful zero tax for investors in the 10% and 50% income tax bracket? Really? Most folks at those tax levels don't have a lot, if any, cash left over to invest after paying their bills. But by giving them the option, members of Congress felt better about voting for a tax break that benefits primarily the rich. If you you ever bought a house, one of the first things your real estate agent and mortgage broker probably pointed out was that to to get the deduction of your home loan mortgage interest on your taxes, Okay. Uh, taxes, uh, the home mortgage interest deduction is the largest individual taxpayer cost to the U.S. Treasury. Uh, Uncle Sam will lose an estimated $464 billion between 2011 and 2015, and that amount is racked up to, but uh, racked up by just a third of American taxpayers who itemize. Even worse, say, say, Economists, the tax deduction probably isn't necessary. Most other industrialized nations nationwide, or sorry, worldwide, don't offer their residents a tax break for buying a home, yet those folks buy homes. And the reality is that no one ever bought or didn't buy a house based on that on the tax law. What the home mortgage interest deduction really does say, uh, economists, is encourage more financially well-off individuals to buy bigger houses. The July 2011 Reason Foundation study uh, unmasking the mortgage interest deduction found that the annual average tax savings of the mortgage deduction for a taxpayer making a 50,000 50, to 75,000 was 179. And that, and that only, and that only about one third in this group claimed the deduction. At the upper income level, however, homeowners with income exceeding two hundred thousand get an annual tax benefit of more than two thousand two hundred, and almost three quarters claimed the deduction. The mortgage interest deduction benefits also are a geographically disproportionate, just as. High-income taxpayers get more out of it. So do metropolitan areas with high incomes, taxes, and housing prices. That historically has uh, tended to be locals in California and the Northwest or Northeast. Excuse me. And so, so the next time you visit your cousin at his new house in New Jersey, make sure he thanks you for your help with his purchase. Anyway, uh, see, not to keep picking on homeowners, but there's yet another residential deduction that needs to go with deduction for interest on a, vac- on a vacation home loan. This is where MFT comes in because MFT is all about the spending and then taxing later. This takes money away from what you call spending. So that's why they have to spend before taxing. If you spend this amount and you don't tax it out, that adds to the that adds to a national debt, quote unquote national debt, because the only thing a national debt is, and I think has been well established not only by me, by Mike Norman, by other MMTers, is that national debt is quite literally what has not been taxed out 
of the economy, which includes tax loopholes, tax incentives, you know, stuff of that nature. Anything that uh, is normally requiring a tax liability, but yet the tax liability is not being is not being a part of the liability, is a debt onto the uh, onto the sovereign currency nation. It doesn't mean that the that the country is going to go bankrupt because it can it can afford to do everything that is doing now. It just as a as a talking point, it makes no longer any talking point sense because there's plenty of proof out there with the spending of Pentagon, spending of wars, spending of giving up big pharma and big and big banks and and whatever big anything tax liability loopholes. They are proving that they have to spend before they tax. So there you have it. Anyway. Okay, so let's see. I've worked on to that. This is for we are many again. Nope. Uh, see. Okay, this is where it gets a little bit more detailed than what I could than what I could say. I'm not in that. I'm not in that kind of a um, business, as far as the bar goes. But this is uh, from tax fairness. Apparently, uh, fact sheet offshore corporate loopholes. Well, we we're just talking about key facts. Tax avoidance through offshore tax loopholes is a significant reason why corporations, which paid one-third of federal re uh, revenues 60 years ago, now pay one-tenth of federal revenues. U.S. corporations dodge $90 billion a year in income taxes by shifting profits to subsidiaries, often no more than a post office box in tax havens, which is true. They've actually they've, they've been... Uh, those those kind of uh, that kind of information was dropped in the past uh, say ten years. Uh, just recently, it did one. Uh, U.S. corporations hold two point one trillion in profits offshore, much in tax havens that have not been taxed in the U.S. Gen uh, General Electric, which uses a loophole for offshore financial profits, earned twenty seven point five billion in profits from two thousand eight to twenty twelve. But claimed tax refunds of $3.1 billion. Apple made $74 billion from 2009 to 2012 on worldwide sales, excluding the Americas, and paid almost nothing in taxes to any country. 26 profitable Fortune 500 firms paid no federal income taxes from 2008 to 2012. Uh, 111 large profitable corporations paid zero federal income taxes in at least one of, two, uh, one of those five years. Talking points. We should end the tax breaks for corporations that ship jobs and profits offshores. It's time to invest in America and create jobs here. When big corporations use tax havens to dodge at paying their fair share of taxes, the rest of us have, have to pick up the tab. Yes and no. Uh, families pay higher taxes, get fewer services, or we all get a bigger deficit. Tax dodging by large corporations puts small businesses that play by the rules at a disadvantage. We need to level the playing field. And corporations say our 35% corporate income tax rate is the highest in the world, which makes them uncompetitive and kills jobs. But corporations aren't paying too much in taxes. Many pay too little. The typical American family paid more income taxes in one year than General Electric and dozens of other companies paid in five years. Many large profitable corporations pay a tax rate of less than 20% and 
and some pay absolutely nothing for years. And if corporations pay less, you will have to pay more. Corporations need to pay their fair share too. Corporations say a reparation tax holiday will enable them to bring profits home, invest, and create jobs. When this was tried in 2004, it was, uh, was an utter failure. Companies actually cut jobs, but they lined the pockets of big shareholders and corporations and executives. A tax holiday gives tax breaks to corporations that have done the most dodge paying their fair share of taxes. Overview. Many U.S. corporations use uh, offshore tax havens and other accounting gimmicks to avoid uh, paying as much as $90 billion a year in federal income taxes. A large loophole at the heart of U.S. tax law enables corporations to avoid paying taxes on foreign profits until they are brought home. Known as deferral, it provides a huge incentive to keep profits offshore as long as possible. Many corporations choose never to bring their profits home and never pay U.S. taxes on them. Defer gives corporations enormous incentives to use accounting tricks to make it appear that profits earned here were generated in a tax haven. Profits are funneled through subsidiaries, uh, often share, uh, often shell companies with few employees and little real business activity. Effectively, firms launder U.S. profits to avoid paying U.S. taxes. Loopholes used to shift U.S. Pro uh, profits to low to tax havens. U.S. firms can set up a subsidiary offshore channel, billions of dollars of profit through it, and make the subsidiary disappear for U.S. tax purposes simply by checking a box on an IRS form. Corporations can sell the right to patents and licenses at a low price to an offshore subsidiary, which then licenses it back to the U.S. Parent at a steep price the right to sell its products in America. The goal of this transfer pricing is to make it appear that the company earns profits in tax havens, but not in the U.S. Wall Street banks, credit and credit card companies, and other corporations with large financial units can easily move U.S. profits offshore using a loophole known as the active financing uh, exemption. The, a U.S. corporation can do an inversion by buying a foreign firm and then claiming that the new merged company is foreign. This lets it reincorporate in a country, often the tax haven, with a much lower tax rate. The process takes place on paper. The company does, doesn't move its headquarters offshore and its ownership is mostly unchanged. But it continues to enjoy the privileges of operating here while paying low taxes tax rates in the foreign country. How to solve this problem? The simplest solution is to end a deferral, as proposed by Senator Bernie Sanders and Rep. Uh, Jan Schakowsky. Uh, Corporations would pay taxes on offshore income the year it is earned, rather than indefinite and avoiding uh, avoid paying U.S. income taxes. This will also remove incentives to shift U.S. profits to tax havens, and it would raise $600 billion over 10 years. Short of ending deferral, Congress shouldn't close the most egregious loopholes such as check-the-box transfer prices, the active financial exception, and corporate inversions. It should also end loopholes that lets firms deduct the cost of expenses from moving jobs and, and operations offshore if the profits earned from those activities 
remain offshore and untaxed by the U.S., saving $60 billion over 10 years. Senator Carl Levine, a Democrat of Michigan, has introduced legislation, the Stop Tax Haven Abuse Act, or S-1533, that will close some of their loopholes. It will raise $220 billion over 10 years. The corporations really want a territorial tax system. The corporations don't just want to defer paying U.S. taxes on foreign profits. They want a territorial tax system that limits all U.S. taxation of offshore profits. This would provide even more incentives for corporations to ship profits to to offshore tax havens, a system in which U.S. corporations pay no U.S. income taxes on offshore profits would encourage U.S. For, uh, firms to create 800,000 jobs overseas rather than in the U.S. So why not let companies bring the money home? Because U.S. firms are officially holding $2.1 trillion in untaxed profits offshore, they are proposing a, rep- reparation, a reparation tax holiday, which would allow them to bring that money home at a special low rate Supporters say this would increase domestic investment, creating jobs. A tax holiday was tried in 2004 when $300 billion was brought, was brought home at 5.25% tax rate, but it was a big failure. It did not increase domestic investment or create jobs, at the money, and the money was used largely for stock buybacks, dividends, and executive bonuses. Also, a tax holiday cost more than, more than it raises. It'll all lose $100 billion over 10 years. Worst of all, it rewards firms that use offshore tax loopholes, encouraging them or encouraging even more do- tax dodging in the future. And I believe that Trump tried that um, a few years back, and it worked in regards to them bringing it back, but the same thing happened. Uh see. Now, in this column, um, I read a little bit, but not the whole thing, and I kind of want to go based on the title title itself. Spending, spending, spending is the problem. Actually, it's not the spending that's the problem, it's where the spending is going. Uh, It's going into uh, way too much in Pentagon, it's going way too much in business loopholes and tax incentives for for those big companies that may or may not hire, but definitely will lay off and fire. Um, and that money could go into social programs, can go into, well, the language in social security is, you know, is basically, it should, it should say this program will always be solvent instead of saying that it's paid for by, um, taxes from paychecks, you know, the payrolls, the, the, the payroll tax, I believe it's called, um, if they just change the lettering or the language in that, uh, I think Stephanie Chilton, um, a major MMT, or obviously with the Depths and Myth, uh, her book is like pretty much world famous. Um, and I, I bought it myself and read it. I believe that's what her suggestion was, was to basically just make it uh, like say that it's, it will always be solvent and take out the whole as paid for by uh, payroll taxes. Because, I mean, if you want payroll tax holidays and you still are able to fund Social Security, uh, pretty much anybody that, you know, uh, makes makes a good amount of money in regards, to, uh, in regards to having that taken out will have to put back in and they'll have, they'll have more money for the essentials. Anyway, but yes, um, Joe Manchin, 
who basically just paid by every single you, you if if you can name it in regards to corporations more likely he's on the list of uh of candidates that they have uh contributed to um his number one uh contributor is the coal mine industry in his home state so there you go and he's on the He's on the uh, the uh, Energy and Resources Committee chairman of there, which makes absolutely no sense at all, and is pretty much guaranteed to make sure that anything like the Green New Deal will never go through, unless I'm guessing unless those same corporations that make money based on that give him money. But anyway, let's see. Was there anything else I needed to freaking do here? Uh, not at the present time, I don't think. And let me see where I'm at if I can. Because I was trying to do only 30 minutes on this. And we'll find out, I suppose. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, this will be on my anchor if it's like 45 minutes, 45 minutes or less. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for listening and watching. And I hope that you guys have a good day. Uh, let me just kind of stop this. Oops. There we go. Ah, uh, yes. And this is the picture of, uh see... And the two-party system, uh, festive uh, Christmas shirt. Get that again at andthetwopartysystem.org. I believe that's like $69.99 or something to that fact. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll be back on later on. Peace out for now.